0: welcome back man to another great episode of comedians in bed i'm your host ty i don't even know if i usually say that i haven't been doing these interviews in a while if you guys been seeing these interviews i've been shooting them months and months ago but we got my dude in the building here today as you know i always like to give a nice little introduction before we go ahead and get started now i think one day I just happened to pop up at a show. I had never heard of this guy, never heard or seen this person. But when I went to their show, it was packed. Like, it was packed. And I think he had his little boo thing. I don't know if his wife, girlfriend. And he had his daughter there. So he's a family guy. Not only that, he's making big moves in the city, man. And we will definitely get more to in that. And not only that, did I say more to in that? I'm sorry. I'm I'm tongue twisted. I'm, like, excited for like today it's tomorrow's friday well this show comes out on tuesdays but when i'm recording it is a thursday whatever anyways (laughs) i'm so excited man because this dude is so great man and he does like amazing shows throughout the city and we're going to tap into it please everybody give a round of applause for my guest today terrence the god show davis
1: thank you thank you thank you you're far too kind thank you thank you live thank from you his, hold your applause live
0: from the bedroom this is where all the magic happens at
1: <laughs> this is where the magic happens sometimes it happens in the kitchen sometimes it happens in the living room you know what i mean but uh, a lot of it happens here yeah
0: <laughs> i was like that's a perfect one to use man nah man i'm so excited to have you This show, bro. you be like, you be out here like really doing your thing. Um, first question I do want to ask, bro. How long have you had your dreads, bro? I used to have dreads too. Thank god I cut mine off. How long have you had your dreads?
1: So I I started my locks back in like 2021. Okay. So it's been a while, but I have had a couple of like big chops. So like uh I want to say 20 what did I say? 22. Wait, let me start all over 2001, yeah. 2001 <laughs> is, is, what I, is what I meant to say. 2001 is when I had started them. Stay and, uh, the <laughs> yes, yes. It <laughs> causes memory loss. But yeah, I started 2000, uh, 2001. And then I had like a pretty big chop in 2021. Oh. I cut off like seven inches or something like that. And I've had a couple, I think another time I cut off like four or five, but yeah, it, I've had them for a while.
0: Bro, when you said 2021, I'm like, how the hell did
1: you <laughs> hey, look man? I know I know you've been on uh, Instagram, the, the reels, you know, you've been on TikTok. You've been seeing people with the fakes, you know what I mean? <laughs> it can be done. It can be done, but this is this is all real. This is legit. Bro,
0: it's a genuine people. article. The fakes be pissing me off because yeah. it's like, bro, I mm. went through the process and you didn't. Mm. It's fair, right, bro. Like,
1: <laughs> right, right, right. I be seeing the dudes with the fake beards, you know, and I, you know, like, I kind of, kind of, kind of envy that because I don't have enough testosterone <laughs> to grow. Like this is this is like, uh, this is when this connected. This just connected like four weeks ago. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> and I've been trying to, I've been trying to go this for. 30 40 years and we just finally connected so
0: hey man i had a barb <laughs> i had a barber that i don't know what he used i did ask him but i forgot i want to say he said witch hazel but he used something that could like connect the corners right here because they just weren't connected but like yeah yeah that too but uh a question i had to ask you like have you ever heard of anybody like cutting off their dread saving them then putting them back in
1: i have i have as a matter of fact uh my sister um i have uh, three sisters two of them have locks and um she was actually just talking about that she said like the the process they'll cut them off and then they'll like detox them and and clean them and then reattach them and I that yeah. just seems kind of wild to me I don't I don't <laughs> I don't know if it's cheating or not I guess it's not because it's your hair you know what I mean <laughs> it's like a technicality you know what I mean but yeah, I, but-
0: I, I when I found out, I was like, what? Like, so my uh, yeah. the person that used to do my locks, she, um, shout out to Miss Willoughby. I don't even know if she still do locks anymore. I know her daughter Mecca do them. But uh, I think she do because I think she still do my mom's locks. But she was like, yeah, like, I think the first time I met her, she had locks. And then she would just, like, take them out, like, re untwist them, take them out, save them. And yeah. then right there, when she was ready to have them again, I'm just like, bro, what?
1: Yeah, I, I don't, I don't know, man. I don't know. I like to be for real. I've been thinking about getting rid of getting rid of. Them. I've, I've been thinking about cutting them off. And if I do, I'm gonna hold on to them just in case. <laughs> I, I had mine.
0: I had mines for six or seven years. They got like to uh-huh. the middle of my back, and when I moved back to Columbus from Youngstown, I was just like. Yeah, it's time to let it go. Yeah. Cause like I had, see, if I had to do it all over again, I would have got my palm twisted. Because mm-hmm. even though like the latch hook, the latch hook makes your your locks look cleaner and fresher, like it does a damage on your scalp. Like yeah, you, it's 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 done. You might as well get palm twist because it just yeah, the process of taking them out is just it's just better. Like I had, I don't want to say I had bald spots, but I had I had to I had to, like a year or two where I had to get my hair back thick again cuz it was just yeah. out too much.
1: I've done a little bit of both. Like these are are largely with the with the with the crochet, you know. Yeah. Um and then I do the palm twist, too. So I kind of bounce back and forth between. Have so you ever had
0: have you ever had like uh the root be like real exposed and you put put like a finger through there?
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes, I have. Yes, I have. I've done that. Fairly recently, you know, <laughs> it was like, yo, know, this might be this might be one of them right here. It's a little suspect. Yeah, man. I'll well, tell you what what, what what people don't realize, man. Like if you get in locks or whatever, and you'll definitely relate. So the girl who has done my locks for years moved to Texas. Uh, and she moved about like a I don't know, like two months ago. Mm-hmm. And I was like, and then you know, you start and trying to find somebody else, and it's just not the same. And then it's just like, man, I let me just go ahead and. Do I got something
0: sure. else. I I got somebody for you. Uh, she, I she yeah. About for her. yeah, I, I got yeah. somebody for you. I I can give you her information uh, after this, man. Yeah. Okay. Would that's you, how I
1: started. I was gonna say that's how I started the lock. So back in like, twenty or 2000, 2001, I was getting like cornrows. You know, this because okay. back then, you know, the cornrows what that was like popular, right? You could do that. And then the girl, um, I I'm, I was living in Virginia, and then when I moved back, I moved to Columbus, and I just couldn't find anybody. I couldn't. I was in the shop every week getting them done, and then when I moved to Columbus, it was just so sporadic, and I I didn't like it, it was looking ratty. So then I was like, man, let me just go ahead with the locks.
0: Are you from Are you from Virginia, or you just lived there for a little bit?
1: I lived there for a little bit. I'm from uh, Mansfield originally. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, Mansfield. <laughs> had him up and uh I've did been you go in to mansfield Columbus. senior no i actually went to madison i went okay. to madison but the majority of my people went to mansfield senior so like all my cousins and stuff so i was you know I was rocking with them
0: hey, um, i only know mansfield senior because i used to run track and i oh yeah jesse owens classic so oh yeah oh yeah for man. sure when sure. they told me Josie, when they told me Jesse Owens ran on that track, I was like, I can't believe it. I can yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know y'all haven't upgraded that track in
1: years. <laughs> and in the
0: back straightaway is just like it's a long 200 straightaway, so when they were running 200 meters, they just ran straight. I'm like, hell yeah. no, I couldn't." Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. No, nah, they, they have, I think they've 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 recently redone it in the last like I don't know few years or something, okay. but yes, it was in bad shape for a long time. Time. Bro, we couldn't wear
0: regular spikes. We had they had, they would give us spikes so it wouldn't mess up the track even more. I'm like, bro, why yeah. are we here?
1: Like, yeah, <laughs> yo, it was just like concrete, a little bit of asphalt mixed together. Like it was bad, but yeah, uh, I went out there. I played uh flag football with some some homies, and I don't know. This was this was some years back, and I had saw at the track they had you know had the nice rubber you know cushion to it, so they had recently redid it. So okay. It might be bad again, you know, they've been cutting them <laughs> budgets. <laughs> they've cutting them school budgets. It might have been one and done. So we'll... <laughs> it's been you know, a while. Terrence,
0: Terrence, man, you are the first. I don't want to say you're not a comic because you are, but you are the first comic that I've had that don't only do comedy you do improv too and this just isn't a show just for stand-up comedians this is a show for uh, comedic actors improv people um you know whatever anything comedy related um so you're the first one that's not that don't just do stand-up and i like that because i always tell comedians that one well two tools that i feel like you should have in your box to make you a better comedian is to be an actor or actress and to do improv so what got you into improv
1: man so improv um like like, like most most stories uh i got into improv because i was in a bad relationship <laughs> It's in a bad relationship um uh, but uh yeah you know you had to break out um, and actually, my my daughter, um so i uh, i had a had a daughter the the girl that I was dating, you know, relationship ended, and it just stuff was just kind of weird, man, you know, and then i I felt like I was kind of in a you know, like in a in a slump, and I was like, man, I haven't done anything new in a while. and I've always kind of I've always been a huge fan of stand up, like I'm a straight up stand up nerd, but I was always intimidated by it, you know, um, I always felt like stand up was like like that pretty girl that you went to school with, you know, you was afraid to talk to her because I didn't want to get rejected. And so just decided, man, you know, it's been a while. Let me try something new. And I took an improv class. And when I took the improv class, because that was, you know, I don't know, kind of comedy related, you know, stand up adjacent, if you will. Um, So I jumped in there and really enjoyed it and um, linked up with a crew like right away. And then like everybody's super talented. we we started doing some of the you know the improv circuits the improv wars uh won some trophies and we just kind of started rolling and from from there um i you know like i i've been doing stand up for just a little under a year um yeah so So
0: when you did the when you did the improv was it in mansfield columbus or was it in virginia
1: it was in columbus it was in columbus yeah man like my fault. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. No. Just it's it's in Columbus. I you know I, I started. I feel like I started a lot of the stuff like a little bit later. Like I didn't even I didn't do improv when I was in like high school or any of that. Like when I jumped into it, um, it was definitely something new, something that I hadn't even really considered before. Cause like I'm like a like a jock, you know what I mean? Like a like basketball. Af- you know what I mean? Like sports, you know. And so the uh, idea of doing some theater, some improv, be, getting on stage. That had always seemed like super corny, honestly, like, you know, yeah. when I was growing up. And then when I jumped in there, like just trying to do something new, I was like, yo, this stuff is fun. I really, really enjoyed it, so.
0: Man, I would say that I was a theater kid growing up. I mean, I wasn't in no theater club, but I was definitely like a drama head. I didn't start playing sports until yeah. maybe the fifth grade, like after the fifth grade, maybe. Yeah. So yeah, that came a little later. Um, but I always say that I have improv experience because I grew up in a I grew up in a black household, you know. So.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Have you ever received a call from a bill collector? You know what I mean. <laughs> got to improvise, baby. The, the, the check is in the mail. You know what I'm saying? so a lot of improv you got to do. You know,
0: but I did take an improv class once and uh it was with jeff gage here at the funny bone it was years ago okay uh yeah i think it was like when i started acting like 2017 so maybe 2018 summer 2018 i started taking this class yeah. only took the first level um i didn't feel like i needed the second level not that i was like that but like like yeah. what i said like i don't know like i um i had talked to shayna one day shayna had seen me made this joke like on the fly shout out to shayna and uh i had we was at shrunken head and i had seen this girls i was sitting on the side waiting for my turn to go and i was talking to shane and i was like bro she got the thickest camel toe like it looks so weird and then i went (laughs) and then i went up there and i made a joke about it but i ain't like say the comic i was just saying like camel toes and then i just came up with a camel toe joke and then she was like that's just so crazy how you do that and i'm like bro like I grew up in a black household, like you got to learn how to be quick. So like, Mm -hmm. how was like your upbringing? How does it like translate to when you do get on stage? Because I do feel like, I feel like a lot of people think like, okay, I'm going to chase my dream and then, you know, I'm going to chase it. But like, and then I'll be like ready or whatever. But like, I feel like people get prepared for their dreams so many years in advance that they don't even realize it,
1: you know? Yeah. Yeah yeah I, it, like comedy was definitely um huge in my in my family so like my parents they're like really really funny my dad is like kind of like slapstickish my mom is really like dry comic dry humor like really sharp and bitey and so like just you know like you said growing up in a black household i got three uh, older siblings We was always getting roasted. You know what I mean? Like my dad was always like just roasting me. My mom was roasting me. And so like by the time I got off the breakfast table, you know what I'm saying? I had already put in like an hour or two of work, (laughs) you know? And then, you know, you get to high school or middle school or whatever elementary, you know, these little kids got some jokes or whatever. And it's like, man, this ain't shit, man. My pop's been running me through the ringer yeah uh, <laughs> you know and so i like and you know so now it's it's kind of like a term of a, a, you know kind of showing affection you know what i mean like you kind of roast some people and that was actually something I, I did have to learn a little bit as i got into the business and then just also as you get as you as you get older like not everybody is built that way you know what i'm saying so like you might see somebody you know you can kind of have rapport and you like you know you might throw a little little jab at them just playing with them and it, oh i can't believe you made a comment about my my shirt you know it's like oh dog i was just i was just playing you know showing a little love um yeah i feel that like that people was, don't,
0: i feel like people don't love me until they make a joke about me
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 like for real for real like i had to to learn you know like that maturity to um you know be able to not always do that you know because the situations don't always call for you know a little roast you know what I mean? So, yeah. but, that, but that was it. So growing up in, in my household, just doing that. And when I was a little bit younger, you know, like you get picked on and, and that's really like how I felt like I learned that I was funny or people thought that I was funny. So like I was in the back of the bus, you know some of the upperclassmen, you know they got some some jabs at me, to, you know, trying to roast and I was lighting them up, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I was lighting them up. And then it was like, oh, okay, well, let's not mess with Terrence in that way because, you know, like, he, you know, he's going to throw him back. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's it. So how – so
0: I've – let me write this down. Stand up. All right, we'll talk – we'll get to that next. How – so I've only been to two improv shows, the one that I was in for the class because they had, like, a showcase at the end, and then the second one was yours, which was, like, Mm -hmm. I think, like, last month or before that. I didn't catch all of it because I was out selling cocaine but uh the the part that i did catch so it kind it gives me like because there's there's no other reference to it besides like whose line whose line is it next anyways or uh uh wild and out yeah my fault wow thank you wilding out so how do you come up with like the format of the show? I'm not gonna say it was all over the place because I've never been to a, a a show, but like I didn't know what to expect. So like, how did you come up with like the segments? Like which, which, how did you pick the people to to do which part? Like how did you how how do you come up or plan an improv show?
1: Yeah, so. You know, obviously, I think the, the easiest way, you know, if you are in a show, right, like as a stand up comic, right, like you've been in a couple of shows, you've seen how some shows have been run, you see what you like, you see what you don't like, and and then you produce accordingly, right? So um, the the show that, that you were at, and I got one coming up here um, in a couple, and actually next week is Black Friday. So I have stand up, um, we'll have improv, and we'll have like a musical guest. Um, and, you know, because I, I think that all of those things go hand in hand, uh, it's entertainment is what it is, you know? So when, you know, I, like I always tell that this is probably not answering your question directly, but I always tell people like, it's easy to get comedy, right? Like if someone wants comedy, you can go to YouTube, you can go to TikTok, you can go to, uh, you know, Netflix or whatever. And a lot of times if you want comedy, you can get it for free. But to get people to pay $20, $15 in the drive, in the park, and to come to your show, you have to give them more than comedy. You know what I mean? You got to give them an the experience. You got to give them a moment. You got to give them, you know, you, right? And those were all the things that I really love. I'm a big fan of music. I love stand up, I love improv. So why not integrate those things in the show? So the the show that you were at, um, that was probably just slightly a little bit different, but we had, uh we had two stand-up comedians then we did uh you know improv um oh, i'm sorry we had two stand-up comedians we had uh dylan uh burke the saxation who's an incredible uh artist um he was a musical guest and then we did some improv you know at the end of that to close that out um but that's it man it was just like being around and seeing certain shows being a part of shows and learning what you like what you don't like and you just kind of produce accordingly
0: so you guys are just like I don't want to say playing games,
1: but like, mm-hmm. okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Well, I, so, it, were you asked, so like specifically, like some of the improv games, right? So, yeah, some yeah. of the improv games. So, those are, um, that's that there's a couple different ways you can do it. So, obviously, we've all seen or a lot of us have heard of Whose Line Is In Anyway, right? Or Wild and Out. So, how, what I like to do is short form games. And so, like some of those quick hitters that you see in, um, and out in, uh, what's it, what it uh, talking spit, right? Like those types of things. And even seeing those games, you like, you might integrate one of those into the show or do you just come up with something yourself? So I had a, a game. Um, I'm trying to think of, we, we did something, we did, a we did a wild game. Uh, um, um, Oh, it's called love story or i'm sorry love song the game was called love song so what we did is we had two people we pulled them from the audience we asked you know has anybody been dating or married and some people I think they were celebrating their something anniversary i don't know fifth year 10th year anniversary so we brought them up on stage and we asked them a couple of questions We said hey how'd you meet how long you've been together do you have any kids what do you do for a living uh what's the thing you love about her what's the thing you love about him and then after getting those questions then we had the DJ turn on the track and then we just made up a song on the spot. And so we just made up a song integrating those questions. Um, And it can just be anything, like whatever the inspiration is, like, you know, you might see verses, right. Uh, The the verses battles. We're going to make that into an improv game. Mm -hmm. Josh Waddle, uh, you know, member of hashtag, he put together an improv game based on Jerry Springer, which I thought was really hilarious. So it was kind of like a guessing game. It was like, um, the the person uh, is in the seat, and then three people. What is the secret that they're telling you? And so they kind of improvise without giving the, the the bit away, and then it kind of goes from there. So really, you can create improv games based off of anything, you know.
0: So how do you know if the game is good? Is it just when you guys practice, or you just give it a shot in a show, and if it has a good response, you know, it's good.
1: Definitely rehearsing. You know, you got to practice. So I think improv once you know the the rules of improv right after you you've you've, you've kind of gathered that like obviously we know the main rule of improv is yes and right mm-hmm. so the yes and you take that notion you uh agree with it and you add on to it and you just kind of build the scene from there and so as long as you got that rule then you can feel free to kind of play with that in any way that you want you know if you want to do things that are kind of like small scenes or if you want to do things like you know, in freestyle like that's a game that we've had. You know, like you'll be having a, a conversation back and forth. New scene. You guys are now battle rappers, and now immediately that is turned into a battle rap. Or new scene. Fifteen years in the past. Or you know, and you just kind of throw things around. But definitely rehearsal, right? So you kind of try some things out. And largely, what you're doing in the rehearsal is working on the mechanics. So how does this game work mechanically? you know and you kind of set the boundaries there so it's like we're going to play a jerry springer game um we tried this part out it didn't really work so let's turn it into a guessing game let's do this and then after you get those mechanics then you can fly you know because obviously it's going to be made up on the spot the people are going to give you the suggestions and you're going to rock from there but the mechanics yeah. are usually built you know in, in a rehearsal in a practice situation how
0: how often are you guys practicing a week
1: um usually like to do uh usually like to do once a week try to get three in before show so um the show is uh on the 29th so we were able to get like two prior practices in you know so like the show's gonna be on friday at the end of the month or whatever so we'll probably get one in on tuesday 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 or whatever so
0: so like i said i've been at one of your shows and you are running around like a chicken with your head cut off Are you producing all this by yourself or do you have help or
1: yeah no i've been producing um so i've been producing improv shows for like i don't know what is this this is maybe like five six years i think so doing improv um shows but yes the black friday i absolutely run it 100 myself um the um really the so back in 2021 I did a a big improv show. It was called Improvageddon. And what I did is we had 40 improvisers, shuffled them all up, created teams of five and then had like a bracket style tournament. And that was probably the I think that might have been the second thing, second biggest thing I've done now. But that was like the biggest show in Columbus in twenty twenty one. You know, that was like I had to thread the needle for covid and all of that. It got like cable news coverage and and all of that so we had close to 200 people there and like all of that like it was a it was a thing and after you throw a really big show like that which is crazy everything else is so much easier you know like i had done a couple of smaller ones you know we we're looking like 60 70 folks and um that was an idea that um like i kind of wanted to run hashtag they had done something like that in the past and so running that then that was that was easy, and I think if you're producing a show, the best advice I can give to anybody is if you're working with people, make sure you're working with professionals. You know, you can't always work with your homies because your homies aren't always going to be right for that thing. So if you got a DJ, you got to know that that DJ is going to be reliable. Uh, if you're working with somebody who does some sound, or you know, for instance, at that that show, we had set some things up, and then uh, my man Burz he came through. And um, he was like, oh, I think it will be better if you move the mics over here or whatever. He works for, you know, NBC. So he knows how video and, and the mics set up should be. So immediately I trust him and say, hey, man, you know what you're doing? You do it. And, you know, and that way you can have faith, you know, so it's not necessarily a micromanaging type situation, but I run all of the stuff myself. The promo, um, I even did the shirts, the, you know, like all of that. Um, like are you but, pre- like are you you
0: mean when you say do the shirts you're you're pressing and printing the shirts and all of yeah
1: yeah everybody you that was find, how show. do you,
0: how how do you find <clears> time <throat> to fuck like how yeah, do you yeah. find- <laughs> yeah.
1: it's, it's, it's back here sometimes i'm fucking while i'm pressing shirts you know what i mean i get, as a matter of fact you see the bed is right there i got i got my cricket iron here you know it's right it's right next to the bed you know so uh we're doing a little bit of man. I did awesome. not
0: mean to hit the applause button. I meant to hit the laugh. button. But <laughs> bro, you're doing all this all by yourself. Okay, so, all right. So, I have so many questions. How? All right, so, like, first, how are you booking the venue? Like, we know how to book venues. You reach out, all yep. that type of stuff. But, like, since it's an improv show and it's interactive, like, Is it like, how do you go? Like, how do you know which venue is going to be like a good venue for you? Cause some, I've seen you, I've seen you had a show at the key and then I've seen Mm -hmm. you had a show at the attic and they're both two different, totally different spaces. Right. Big one is small. So like, how do you pick?
1: Mm -hmm. Well, uh, well, it kind of depends on the show. So the show that I had at the key that was jokes and jazz. And so I had, I worked with, uh, one of the best damn bands in the, in the city, harmonic soul, shout out to, to, to geo shout out to Forte. Like those brothers is fantastic. Um, and so we did jokes and jazz and that was it, man. Like that venue, they had kind of reached out to me. They were looking to to bring in with it being, it was like their first week of being open. So they were looking to get foot traffic. They were trying to get, you know, a lot of people in there So they reached out to me and, uh, I said, man, let's let's do the jokes and jazz in here because we were actually going to do it at another place a few weeks later. And then that thing just kind of lined up. And that's what we did. So that particular spot, um, you know, we had a band, we had a, you know, a funny guy, Fish, uh, We had Freddie Simone uh, doing the jokes and, of course, I'm doing the jazz. And so for that particular space, it was big, it was wide, and you can just kind of do whatever you want. Like that was a little bit more free flowing where people were, because it's music, you know, people are able to walk around and get the drinks and all of that. For improv, you want something maybe a little bit more intimate, right? So people can um, can can kind of focus in, or at least have a stage that's really present where people can focus in. So like with the, the show at the attic, I think we did 90 people in in that for that particular show. And you know how the attic is, it's a real small. Wait,
0: hold up. You y'all got 90 people in the attic?
1: Yeah. I thought yeah, it can only,
0: I thought it could only fit like 60.
1: Uh, no, man. You can do you can do I I w- honestly I wouldn't go much more than 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 the 90, you know what I mean? No, 85, not- <laughs> 90. Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't do much more than 85-90. Uh, they said that they could do maybe like even 10 to 15 more and I was like, "Nah, I don't, nah that that looks yeah. a little too wild." but yeah um yeah you can do we did we did 90 for that show we did oh, 90. the jokes and jazz um that one was really great we did 200 for for the jokes and jazz like that one was a real real vibe you know yeah yeah
0: i i, I honestly like obviously the funny bone but mm-hmm. with, i would say after the funny bone it's definitely uh neph and you that produce the most shows and produce Quality shows.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Quality yeah. shows. Yeah. Shout out to Neff. Like, um, I actually got the pleasure, uh, Neff and I, I'll be working with Neff um here in a couple of weeks. Um, so I'm really excited about that. But but yeah, I think you know, when you're producing, it is um like, one, work with good people. And, you know, like when I say that I'm, I'm putting these sh- <laughs> when I'm putting these shows together, I am working with good people. So like the improvisers that I work with, like I know everybody, um, you know, I'm, my name is on the bill, but everybody who was a part of the show, I know they're professional. They're they're bringing they're bringing it 100 percent of the time. And even so, like at the show that you were at, we had a little audio issue and uh, like the, one of the microphones died and so I was like, man, let me go grab a mic. And in the meantime. Shout out to Karen Marie, uh, her and Krista decided that they were just going to start freestyle rapping. And so like, no one knew if you're in the audience, no one knew that that was not a part of the show. So like I introduced everybody and then the mic died. I was about to move into the, to the next game or introducing. And then uh, I just, I I watched the video back and like Krista was like, and then, so they just started freestyling. And so like, from the audience perspective, that's what was supposed to happen. And it was great energy. It was dope. And so, again, when you work with great people, like you can't, you can't fail. You know, you can't fail when you work with great people. Everybody's a professional. They know what they're doing. They're funny. They've all been to shows themselves and saw what they liked and what they didn't like. And they're bringing that too. So, right. Um, you know, it's definitely a collaborative thing. It's definitely a collaborative thing.
0: Yeah. Cause like you was like, you just came out of nowhere. And you just started producing like hella shows. I'm like, who the fuck is this? And yeah. then, um, I got more interested in you when an incident happened, and I was like, "All right, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a support him." I don't know if I want to talk about that, but maybe we'll <laughs> talk about it later. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, that pissed. Me. We, we should have talked about that before, but that pissed me off so much. I told my fiance, I'm like, "Look at this bullshit, bro, yeah,
1: man. I'm like, look, How
0: you gonna call this black man out in front of everybody? Hey, and you
1: black? I'm like, Hey, hey, look, man. It's it's a lot of what I've learned, man. It's 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 wild, and you you've been in the game long enough that like." There's, there's, there's two things. One, you have people that have been in the game for a while and they maybe aren't as successful as they think they should be. So then immediately they want to hate on anybody else that's making a move, right? They want to yeah. gatekeep, you know, your new artist, your new comic or whatever, instead of showing you how to do it and be like, Hey man, you know, like if you want to get on the show, this is how you get on a show. You want to produce this, is how you produce a show. No, no, no. They want to gatekeep and, and cock block and hate and do all of that because they don't like where they're at themselves you know they're they want you to have the same week-ass struggle that they had and then yeah. the other side is like you'll have people that you've worked with for a while and um it's one of those things where um people will root for you uh while you're behind them but when you're beside them or in front they stop rooting for you you know what i'm saying <laughs> they stop rooting for you so you'll you'll see those types of things and you can't give any of that any energy you know like yeah. The, the the incident I believe you're talking about, you know, like that that was nothing to me. You know what I mean? Like I've dealt with way more serious things. And that, yeah. that I mean, it had no impact on what I was doing. Like, you know, like, hey man, if you want to get booked, just say you want to get booked. Don't, you know what I mean?
0: I think what, pissed, I think what pissed me off about it the most was because but before coming into comedy, I didn't know how segregated it was um just being in columbus i'm not saying that every any any other city isn't like this but we just have a lot of maybe it's an ohio thing but we just have too many white comics who try to dress black or act black and then they get booked but then they don't actually book black people and so uh, unless it's like a safe uh unless it's like a safe hire so for me it's like the top producers out here are black men and i just feel like all black comics just try to get behind that that wheel and help further push that along whether you're in the show or not like just help because it's like it's a struggle (laughs) and like when i was in cincinnati i made a joke about it but there's white comic he was like you guys have a lot of black comics and I'm like we do like he was like they don't have any down there and it's like bro we just have to like stick together like so much and then it's like you could have just pulled somebody to the side for that you ain't had to do all that you know what I'm saying yeah yeah yeah, Yeah. I just I just be trying to support as many black comics as I can because I just know how segregated it is why I don't know but yeah
1: it's in it's it is interesting and I I will say like I think that that is I I don't I don't know why but I feel like I've had a very good job I've had a very good success in doing a lot of crossover you know so like and I think I don't know I think it's just because I'm you know just being true to yourself right and being true like realizing what's funny and what's not funny so like I've never really had you know I feel like just honestly, just the way I grew up. Right. I've been able to move in all of these different spots. So like, I mean, yeah. in the hood, I've had, you know, Christmas in the hood. I've actually had Christmas in multi-million dollar homes. You know what I mean? Like, it's just the way that I've moved and the people that I, cause I, I just think that honestly, I'm a, what you see is what you get all the time. This right here is me, you know, and, and this is it. And yeah. so just translating that and telling people, Hey man, I do comedy, come through, check it out. And like looking at the crowd and you will see a lot of diversity. And the same thing with bringing different folks in, like, you know, like I I like your vibe. I like, you know, let's, let's do it. If it fits, then you you just put it in, you know?
0: Now improv is a very interactive show. um, Mm And comedy can be at points but mainly it's not it's a it's a one man or one woman monologue uh <laughs> so how do you like is there like different parts of your brain that switch it on and off when it's improv and stand up i mean i know you can flow in and out both but like
1: mm-hmm.
0: i mean when you're doing an improv show it's interactive with the audience the entire time yeah. whereas to stand up you're basically talking to yourself out loud
1: yeah yeah so with the improv um that's a, that's a real good question. I think there's, there's two things. So when I'm building the show, producing the show, I'm making sure like the improv stuff, like just works, right? Like, as I said, you're creating games, you're creating environments that people are going to enjoy. Um, and so I feel like I try to do a little bit of that, even with my stand-up, you know, doing like the crowd work and all of that. But I think both of those things go hand in hand. So if you're doing an improv scene as a performer, you don't want to, have a monologue locked in you know because that scene might not go that way you know obviously stand up you have the monologue you know what you're going to say but being able to like you said just flowing in and out it definitely helps with stand up because like when you I'm, i'm i'm doing some jokes somebody might sneeze in the crowd somebody something might happen and then you can now improvise off of that um or even when i'm building my set like I think that's one of the things that kind of helped me get into the stand-up lane a little bit like faster, um, because I'm used to making jokes up on the spot. Right. So now if I got some bullet points, you know, like I'm going to talk about the police. I am going to talk about my baby mom. I'm going to talk about this. Like it's already there, you know, and to even piggyback on what you were talking about before, like even some of the, the folks. So like when I started doing standup, I wasn't getting a lot of love right so like i was trying to get booked for shows and uh, people weren't really you know oh you, you you've only been doing stand up for a short period of time you know you don't have enough time you don't have you can't do 10 minutes or whatever and it's like dog, you've been making up stuff on the spot for the last four years i'm pretty mm-hmm. sure i can put together a seven minute set you know a 10 minute set and so um i just booked myself you know what i mean <laughs> I was like i'm not getting booked so I threw the 670 E show, I did that at Adela's, and we had 65 people in there, you know, I brought in Shayna, Xavier Dunson, um, my man Anthony Windsor, Goody P, Yum Yum, um, and we just rocked, you know, and but that improv absolutely helps because if you get off track, you can always flow to the improv and until you get your wits and then, oh yeah, this is what I was talking about, get back in the material. So...
0: Now, I don't know if this is just in our city or if it's just uh, worldwide, but why do you think it's such a divide between the people that do improv and stand up comedy? And the, the parallels that I see is kind of like the old comics that are, you know, that have made it and then they get mad because somebody blow up as an internet comic. You know, it's still mm-hmm. in the same vein of comedy. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. I mean, it's all hard. Like, if somebody was to do, somebody, mm-hmm didn't do if somebody stopped doing stand-up and improv they would have the muscle for it and have years of experience but they would still struggle you know what i'm saying so i don't like if anybody switches to go to one side like instead of doing stand-up and just do acting and did comedy movies it's still going to be like either way it's still going to be difficult so i don't understand what's the division like in your opinion what's the why is there a division between you know stand-up stand-up comics and people that do improv
1: Bullshit. You know what I mean, people that aren't happy people that have decided that, you know, they're not where they want to be ultimately. So then they want to, sh- you know, shit on other people basically is what it is, because it is entertainment. It's entertainment, baby. It's like, you know what I mean? So I'm making you laugh. You're making me laugh, whether I'm doing improv uh, or I'm doing stand up. Um, I actually was was at an open mic. And uh, there's a new comic, and uh, she actually does poetry. She mm-hmm. integrates poetry in, in her sets. And I was listening to one of these older comics. You know, they was kind of telling, like, oh, you need to dump the poetry, da 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 da. And it's like, that's fucking stupid, man. Like the poems are funny. Like she's a good comic. You know, obviously she's new. She, you can integrate that. Like mm-hmm. you don't have to be. You know, like some of these people, they want to just. I'm a five star comic, and this is what I've done. So you have to do that. No, yeah. like if you can play the guitar and tell jokes, man, integrate that shit into your set. Because at the end of the day, and I think this is where I think Neff, um, myself, m- as a producer, as a performer, I'm not performing for comics. I'm not performing for improvisers. Comics, uh, th- here's here's a message. If you're producing a show, uh, comics, improvisers, whatever show that you're throwing, a musician, your guitarist, guitarists are not going to come to your show. The people that are going to come to the show are regular on the street folks. Those are the people that are going to pay to come see you. If you do a stand-up show, you'll have comics that might show up and there's a tendency, maybe they just want to think, oh, I would do it differently. I would do it this way or whatever. But that's not what my goal is. I want to bring in people who've never been to a show before. I want people who are regular everyday people. If you bring in uh if you bring a comic to your show they're not going to buy a ticket to your next show probably right but if you invite the dude that you used to work with and he's always wanted to be a comic and he sees you on stage doing that shit he's going to be amazed he's going to be at every one of your shows so that's what it is man it's just it's it's entertainment whether it be improv whether it be music whether it be poetry it's all ultimately the same so there's no reason to hate um, and I actually learned a lot of my movements, like as far as production from music. So like I look at some of the music um, artists and how they produce shows and how they go about, you know, doing stuff. Um, I've learned a ton. Uh, Sam Rothstein, shout out to him. Like I've learned a lot of show production and, and and marketing from him. And he does, you know, mostly music. So it's all it's all the same. man. It's entertainment. That's what people are here. They want to have a good time for 90 minutes. That's what it is.
0: So instead of hate, participate. All right. Cool. That's
1: it. <laughs> Got it. That's it. That's it. <laughs> uh, anybody
0: That's it. that, um, for anybody that, uh, is that where I was going to go next? Yeah, I'm going to go there. All right. Um, as we start to wrap it up here shortly, um, who is on your Mount Rushmore for comedy?
1: hmm all right that's uh, i always and love that and you can one.
0: include improv people too like i don't know none of them but
1: to <laughs> improv so i think that's funny because improv you got uh you got wayne brady right he's the only black improviser that you know and uh Kean michael peel or kian michael yeah. keegan whatever keegan I, michael i'm keegan. fucked up yeah yeah, yeah. he is he hilarious is,
0: man he is, he is hilarious
1: freaking he's hilarious, hilarious. Those are the two black improvisers, anyone knows, right? Um, but those dudes are, are just wildly talented. Um but on my Mount Rushmore, like I said, growing up, I was just stand-up nerd. So um uh Norm McDonald, Rodney Dangerfield, uh, you know, Chappelle, um uh, uh, Don Rickles, um, uh, of course uh, I don't know who else who, who who did I who did I miss? But like just all all of that, a lot of those old school dudes, Red Fox. Like I got into comedy when I was I was probably about like seven or eight years old, and um my mom had a cassette with Richard Pryor on it. So I was like six, seven years old, listening to Richard Pryor and cassette. None of the shit was appropriate for a six or seven year old, mm-hmm. and I didn't even know what all he was talking about. But yeah. I just knew it was funny, you know what I mean, the way he was telling the story, and so I just like, just just loved it. I would just, you know, at that point. But um, so I, I got to give you four, four for Mount Rushmore. I'm going to say that uh, did I get did I get four? Norm Macdonald, uh, yeah, at least four. I love Norm McDonald. Dave Chappelle is 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 insane. Um, uh, Pryor and uh, Rodney Dankfield. I don't yeah, those that shit I, changes every day, every day. So I still have a
0: prior uh vinyl that I have a listen to. I need to listen to it. I need to listen yeah. to it. Um
1: Chris so Rock. I, I, I love Chris <laughs> Rock. I
0: love Chris Rock. For anybody that wants to get into comedy, rather be improvised mm-hmm. or rather be stand up, what type of advice would you give to them? And not even if somebody that wants to get into it, somebody that's in it already stuck in a rut or anybody that's in stand-up that want to come over, you know, to do improv, what type of advice or motivation would you give to uh, anybody that, you know, wants to get into it?
1: Yeah, the the best advice I can give is to just do it, you know? So, like, as far as stand-up, I stood on the sidelines for a while, you know? I was just, like, kind of nervous, kind of intimidated by it, and... I wish I had jumped in and did it sooner. That is the advice: just fucking so do it. Like you might not do it very well, you know, your first set, your first month, your whatever. But if you like doing it, just do it. You have nothing to lose. Especially, yeah. you know, you're doing an open mic or like for improv. There's an improv meetup at Gressos every Thursday. Um, it's all low stakes. It's all low stakes, and you have nothing to lose. If you want to move from improv to playing the guitar to you know stand up or whatever, just do it. Just yeah. simply do it. Um, like I said my my first improv, sh- my first stand up show. Like I said, I wasn't getting, you know, I'd asked a couple of folks and I wasn't really getting put on. So I said, you know, fuck it, man, I'm gonna throw my own show, do yeah. my own show, and you know, and then you know, then the, the the person that I wanted to get on their show, they actually asked me to book them for one of my shows. You know what I mean? Did you put them on? So no not yet <laughs> <laughs> not yet <laughs> not yet you know what I mean? maybe we might get there i don't know you know it hasn't happened yet um it
0: I'll be does. like, hey, man, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm ooh, for the next six months <laughs> yeah. when I need you, when I need yeah.
1: you. you <laughs> but yeah, but, like, it, I, but I will say, man, like a lot of and the reason why I say just jump in and do it is because we, we've talked obviously about some of the assholes in the game. Right. But I would say by far and large, the communities on all sides of entertainment are, are very welcoming. They're very welcoming. You know, like you meet good people like yourself, Xavier Dunson, Shayna, like those people, like when I my very first open mic, Ty Moore. How can I not? You know, Ty Moore. He was the the he was the the comedian he went on before me, before my very first open mic. And then when I got off the stage, he had some things to say, positive things to say. Oh man, you know, this is your first time. Uh, you know, just warming, uh, same with Xavier. Um, but there's plenty of good people, man, and and they they they're willing to. If, and if they're not willing to to help you or they're not willing to, to to give you some information, they're probably not anybody that you want to talk to anyway. You know what I mean? There's so much yeah. love out there. Anybody, if you want to produce a show, you can talk to anybody. I'll tell you, I'll show you what, what I've done, what has worked for me, what has not worked for me. And the same thing with improv. And, um, you know, improv is one thing. I will say this, so a lot of times people are a little put off on improv because you have to take classes or you think, you know, you got to pay a hundred dollars or whatever, six week classes. You don't necessarily need to do that. Like I said, there's a free improv meetup at Gresso's every Thursday. Um, You can just go in there and just kick it. It's like a pickup game. It's like an open mic. You just kind of play with it. Um, Every show that I do, the first two weeks are open to anybody. So like, if you tell me like, Hey man, I was thinking about improv. If I got a show coming up, come to my practice and you can watch or you can jump in and just get a vibe for it. Cause you don't have to pay for those classes. The classes are helpful. You know, you can, you can get some things from them, but like, if that is that factor, if that's the thing that's kind of pushing you off, you're afraid because stand up, like you, you know, you can go to open mic and just get on and whatever improv, not everyone knows that you can just do it. And it's so welcoming. It's a safe environment. Everybody's Cool, ain't nobody gonna boo you and say your improv is bad or you you know, none of that shit happens. But yeah, just do it. That's the that's the that's the mess. Just do it.
0: Terrence, uh tell people why they should listen to comedians in bed.
1: Well, you should listen to comedians a bit, uh, primarily because this is the only comedy show that has cats on the border, right? <laughs> there are comedy shows, there's 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 all types of podcasts everywhere, but you'll never see uh cats wearing do rags you mm-hmm. know it's just it's not something that you see every day um and i know that's not the listening part but you can actually hear it you know what i mean sonically <laughs> those cats are translating you know what i mean that's would it, it be,
0: would it be weird if i had cats like a cat sound on here meowing would that be a little weird
1: i think you should go with it man you know what i mean be, be true to yourself you know what I mean? Don't don't let the haters on the outside, you know what I mean? Be true to yourself. If you feel like you need cats meowing, then you need cats meowing.
0: <laughs> hey, my father, I forgot to introduce you. So this one right here, that's Kiki. Oh. And then this oh. one is Greg. That's Greg.
1: Oh, oh, well, shout shout out, Greg. Shout out to Greg and Kiki. <laughs> tell, man, tell, shout people out. Where
0: they, tell people where they can find you
1: at, man. Hey, you can find me uh, out in the street. You know what I mean? You can find me in the, <laughs> <laughs> the Whole Foods. You know what I mean? Whole Foods is great. Uh, black people black people can't get into Whole Foods unless you have a white person. A white person has to vouch for you in order for you to get into Whole Foods. So that's why it's not very many of us in there, you know. Uh, but you can find me at Whole Foods, probably handing out flyers to for my next Black Friday show. You can see me online, The God Show, T-H-A-G-A-W-D um or the whole damn show pro on instagram but the god show is the same on all platforms my my xbox handle all of that venmo cash app whatever it's the god show you see it it's 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 here somewhere that's it you can find me there
0: And man, Make sure you definitely go ahead and give them a follow. If you want to see next week's episode live, you can go ahead. We stream every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time here on my YouTube channel at TYE Comedy. Once again, that is TYE Comedy. And finally, we have an Instagram page at uh Comedians In Bed Podcast. So make sure you go ahead and give us a follow. Tell us you like, loved it, whatever. Leave us a review, subscribe, share, it, drop it in the group chat, all that. Terrence, the God Show. Join us here today. I think we use all of the tracks. You don't lost your damn mind. When okay, we did. <laughs> <this> time, <laughs> <all day. laughs> we didn't use it, we didn't lose them all. All right, but go ahead, man. Subscribe to Comedians in bed. Check out Terrence The God Show Davis. is a good show, man. I'm not just saying that because you're on the show, I've seen it live in person. You guys won't waste your money at all, man. We guys, we will see you next week. We appreciate Terrence being on the show, man. We'll see you guys next week, man.
1: Bing-bye. Thanks for having me, bro.